הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפרקטו שמשבר את צמא. הוא יבחר לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמנח הנבא מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה. נענח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, today we start lesson 77 את שיחות הר"ן, talking about the subject of מחלוקת, of רבנו says, כל העולם מלא מחלוקת, מחלוקות. The entire world is filled with strife, discord. הן בין אומות העולם, whether it's between the nations of the world, וכן בכל עיר ועיר, same is true in between each and every city. Um, each and every city possesses strife, each and every nation possesses strife, וכן בכל בית ובית בין השכנים. Each and every house possesses strife amongst neighbors, ובין כל אחד עם אשתו. Each and every person has strife with his wife, ובנבטו, the people of his household, his children perhaps, ומשרתה וסרבנט, ובניו, his children, ואין מי שישים על ליבו התכלית. And not one person is paying attention to the final purpose of, of everything. Not one person is paying attention to the goal of all this. Rabban was saying that this strife, this machloket, is a result of the fact that people are not thinking about their The, the final goal, the world to come, the takhlit of everything, what, what, they will, what will happen to them. People are not thinking about their purpose, essentially. That every single day people die. Because this day which has just passed will never be born again. Any, every single day is a brand new day. Abenu speaks about this in his famous Torah, This famous Torah to serve Hashem Yitbach new, as if today is a brand new day, as if today you've never lived today. Rabbeinu writes in, uh, at the end of teaching uh, lesson 21 of the Kutah Moran, Rabbeinu has a beautiful conversation in which he says, today I've begun to live a new life, a life which I've never begun to live before. And this idea that we're learning here is this idea of renewal. Every single day, each and every day that passes will never be the same ever again. There will never be like what, there will never be the day of what happened just today. There will never be another day like today. Tomorrow will be a brand new day and tomorrow will be completely new. And um, there will never be a, there will, you will never be able to replicate each and every day. Each and every day is brand new. Every single day a person lives, <clears throat> he draws closer to death. Essentially, The more you live in this world, the more you are close to dying, of course. Um, the more you st- spend here in time in this world, um, the closer you approach your death. Old age, whatever it might be, whatever awaits for you. Veda, I know, that everything is one. All of that we mentioned, everything that we mentioned is all one idea. Rabbeinu explains it. It's actually one concept. What is one concept? That the machloket, the strife, in, that, that, um, that is very specific to each and every person, whether it's between him and his wife, etc. That strife, which is very personal, is literally a counterpart of the strife that exists between kings and nations. The strife that happens in your house is literally just a, a, almost like a microcosm of this strife that exists In the, world, in the world as a whole. 
Because if you want to take these, the specific example of a person's house, right? Uh, an argument a, ha- a man has with his wife. Each and every person in, his ho- in this man's household, for example, his children, his servants, his, uh, um, his wife, whatever, whoever it might be. Each and every person represents a specific nation. And they are fighting uh, between one another. Just as much as there's wars between the nations. And you can recognize within each and every person of the household from which nation he stands, which nation he represents, which nation he, he signifies. Because each and every nation has a specific evil trait that's associated with it, that takes pride in it. Um, one evil nation might take pride in anger, one might take pride in murder. Um, those countries that have higher, uh, what do you call it? Crim- um, what do you call it? <clears throat> Homicide rates, whatever it might be. Those countries are inclined more towards um, being murderers. Another country, maybe the angriest country in the world, because uh, that falls on the example of the trait of anger. Of course. So each and every country possesses a specific trait that it takes pride in. Now, Rabbeinu speaks, in, speaks about this in the Moran. He says that all the nations of the world, um, of course, they have their own trait, but each and every one of them share the trait of sexual immorality, which is the all-encompassing evil desire. Um, which is why Rabbeinu said, before any person attains any level in Abu Hashem, he must first be tested in this Taba. Because he has to first go through this klipa, this evil husk, before he reaches the fruit. Of course, before you eat any fruit, there comes the shell or the skin. Whatever it is, before you get to the fruit, you have to go through the skin first. For example, the orange. The orange has an inedible skin. So before you have to peel off the skin to get to the fruit. Same is true of Avodat Hashem. You want to attain a perception of Torah, you first have to go through the skin. That klipa, that evil husk. And what's that husk represent? It's Tavat Niyuf. Because you first must be refined in the Midot. And the Midot, the all-encompassing Midab, every single nation, is this uh, sexual immorality. Therefore, Rabbeinu says, each and every nation takes pride in a certain evil trait. And each and every person in the household represents one of those nations because they, uh, what do you call it, they lean, towards more, they lean towards one trait more than another. For example, the mom might be more merciful, but... Um, she might have a tendency to take more pride or something, you know, whatever. I'm giving a random example. Each and every person to their own. The father might be more angry, this and that, whatever the, the example is. Rabbeinu says we can find all of this, um, not at a general level, but at a very specific level. We can find all of this um, with regard to a person's household. Even if a person wants to not argue and wants to sit in peace and tranquility, doesn't want to get in a fight. There's always that one person maybe in the family that says, okay, I'm sitting out, I'm sitting out on this one. I'm not getting involved. Even if he does not want to, to argue and to fight. Um, with all of that being said, sometimes he's forced to enter the strife and the argument, the war. Just like we find with regard to the wars that take place between big kings and nations. That sometimes we find a nation that wants to sit in peace and doesn't want to get involved between wars, in a war between other nations. On the contrary, um, 
On the contrary, this man, this nation, actually wants to almost create peace with other nations, with their fellow, uh, perhaps the nations that share borders with them, whatever it might be. That they want to pledge allegiance, they want to, they want to uh, wave a white flag, essentially, not necessarily a white flag, a, a flag of surrender, but essentially they want to pledge peace. And they want to show everyone that they don't want to get involved, they, just want, they want to be good with everyone. Nonetheless, with all that being said, that with all that being said, all the nations, those nations that are currently at war, for example, try to kid, like they, they snatch this other nation, which is at peace, which doesn't have any problems, against its will, into the war. That one nation, the two nations that are fighting against each other, right, are coming to this nation to get... Uh, to get support from this nation that's neutral, this neutral nation. And this uh, nation which is at war comes to the neutral nation and asks the nation to help him. And then the other nation comes to that neutral nation and asks for help. And because that nation is torn, doesn't know who to help, they both end up arguing with that nation now. And now they all go to war together. and mamash. The same is true literally of the person of... Uh, in a, in a very personal uh, example with regard to the household. We find this specifically with regard to the wars that happen in a person's house. God forbid. Because the man, a man himself is a small world. That a man is a small world, a world of his own. In a person himself, we find the entire world and all its inhabitants. All the more so when it comes to the person and his house as a whole. That within him and his household, they encompass all the nations and they're fighting against each other, just like we talked about above. When that neutral nation gets dragged into the middle and gets up, ends up going to war with all of them. Therefore, Therefore, Rabbeinu explains why it happens that when a person sometimes can sit alone in a forest, he can literally go insane. When a person's in solitude for a long time, he can go crazy. And this is because this man who's alone has all the nations um, encompassed in him alone. And all those nations within him are fighting against each other. It's like different elements within this person fighting against each other, trying to gain power. Because we said the person is a world, is a small world. Olam <clears throat> kata. And therefore, if he's a small world, he possesses everything in the world. The, the kings, the inhabitants, the nations, whatever it might be. And this man who's sitting alone has all the nations within him and they're fighting against each other. And therefore, this man is forced to change his emotions, his traits, every single time to a different sort of nation. For example, let's say the nation of France has the, has the trait of pride, for example. This man, sometimes when pride is overcoming him in it, and uh, when pride is overcoming all the other emotions in his body, he has to take the, what do you call it? He has to take almost the shape of France and essentially take this shape of pride because pride is now becoming, is rising to the surface of this person's emotions. And therefore, according to the power of each and every nation, when it decides to overpower the other, this man takes the shape or the trait or the, um, the emotions of that nation. 
which are which is possessed within him, and this man has all the nations. So imagine what sometimes mercy overpowers anger. Sometimes anger overpowers mercy. Sometimes pride comes into play. Sometimes immorality, the desire to murder, all these things, and this man takes the emotion and he he almost uses it. He falls into that emotion, according to how strong that emotion is in a certain moment. And because of this, he can literally go absolutely crazy. Because of the change of um, almost deot, uh, his emotions, his knowledges, all the things that are changing in his mind constantly because of the fact that he's changing from merciful to kind to crazy to anger to angry to uh, immoral to this to that to corrupt. All these things are constantly changing in his head. By the fact that all these nations within him, these emotions, these feelings, are all fighting against each other. And they're all in there. There's a war happening in this man's head alone. But it, let's say he's settled among people. He's, he's in a city. He engages with people. He has community. That war that is within him has the ability to spread outwards to other people, maybe the people of his household or neighbors. This is why Rabban was saying, sometimes the person takes out his anger on other people. Why? Or because essentially he cannot contain it. He cannot express that anger. He doesn't. It, he's already. It's already been too much. It's it's already overflowed. And if you were alone, he'd go crazy. Why? Because he has no one to take it out on. So Rabban says, when you are in this, when you are amongst people. Those emotions can spread out in easier fashion, creating more balance, essentially. continues. The final piece for today. The machloket in the house of the tzaddik is also the same aspect that we mentioned above of the wars between the nations. Within the house of the tzaddik, we also find over there encompassed the wars of the tribes that were fighting with one another, the, the tribes of uh, Bnei Israel. And we know about this. It is brought down in uh, Shoftim, chapter 12, <clears throat> the uh, wars that happened between the tribes of uh, the, Jewish, uh, uh, the Jewish people, between Yehudah and Ephraim, as we know. So Rabban Hussein. Within the house of the tzaddik, we find these wars that literally took place between the shvatim. Abenu specifically mentions Ephraim al Yehuda. Those wars between the shvatim that they were fighting against one another. They were, they were at war with one another. We see this with Ephraim and Yehuda, etc., and other nations and other tribes amongst the Jewish people. When Mashiach will come speedily in our days, then all sorts of strife and discord will be completely nullified. And there will be great peace in the world. Uh, they will not destroy and they will not cause harm essentially. Because the world will be filled with de'a, with knowledge. Like water covers a seabed. We see this idea. <clears throat> that um, because there will be death in the world, there will be shalom, there will be peace, and once there's peace, there will be no destruction, no machloket. And um, so Rabbeinu speaks about in Chayim Oran 
Rabbeinu ridiculed these quote-unquote wise men who used their wisdom to uh, create weapons of mass destruction, weapons of war, guns, atomic bombs, this, that. All these things that people did, essentially Rabbeinu was mocking them. Say, you think you're inventing something with intelligence. It might take intelligence to build it, but it's stupid to build it in the first place. So, of course, these things like guns and all these things, they, uh, what do you call it? Unfortunately, they have such a, an ability to destroy. And um, we don't realize the consequences until after it's being used, you know? So, we see this, that one day war will be abolished, as Rabbeinu teaches us. And this idea of shalom will take place. But um, it requires wisdom to get rid of, uh, to get rid of this machloket. Uh, uh, it requires that. So, and still within us, that consciousness to recognize that machloket uh, is not a takhlit, strife is not a takhlit of everything. That um, we should strive for shalom, we should strive for peace, both in our bones and at a general level. May we have the merit to do so.